Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another story dealing with Brenda Lucky, the RCMP commissioner, and the horrific shooting, April 18, 2020, in which uh, 22 people were murdered. The commissioner, initially, so the story is, the news is now, advised the then public safety minister, Bill Blair, to not release information about the kinds of guns Nova Scotia mass killer Wartman used. All right. So the RCMP commissioner told Bill Blair, the public safety minister, it's better not to release information about the types of guns used because an investigation is still ongoing. Five days later, the commissioner is involved in a conference call with senior RCMP officers in Nova Scotia, and she's wanting to know why they haven't released that particular information to the public, stating during that particular meeting that she had assured the uh, public safety minister that that information would be passed on to Canadians to assist the uh, Liberal government with its let's ban assault-style rifles um, legislation. So there's a lot of moving parts here. Paul Palango is the author of 22 Murders, a book about the mass shootings. Mr. Palango is an investigative journalist, former editor of the Globe and Mail. He's been with us on this program for some months now on this particular issue of the story. Paul, thanks for coming back. How do you put this one together? Well, it's more of the same, isn't it? You know, from the outset, Roy, I, I suggest, you know, I, I stated that what we're seeing is a cover up in real time. And that's what my book was about, covering the cover-up in real time. And we're seeing elements of it all the way along here over the last two years. And that's one. Of, this is one of the key elements now, the political interference in the RCMP, which, which is obvious from the beginning and is obvious to me now. You know, I keep going back to this point, and it's one that keeps bringing me back to you. And that is at the very beginning, the statement was made, the decision was made, there wouldn't be a public inquiry. It was going to be um, three people uh, representing different organizations who would, I guess, review the evidence and then provide Canadians with an explanation. That was uh, dismissed fairly quickly by Canadians. And here we have this inquiry. We're finding out more and more information now that is troubling to the RCMP commissioner, likely going to be troubling to the federal government when the parliamentary uh uh, meetings take place. So why, why, Paul? Why is this going on? Why, why all of these contradictory and and um, t- challenging situations? Well, from the outset, if you look at the you know all the first statements by uh, Prime Minister Trudeau on this on April nineteenth and twentieth, twenty twenty. The one thing that he was focusing on was, oh, the evil Mr. Werbin, we can't discuss him, uh, got to get guns off the street. He actually talks about this uh, in his first two comments. And uh, let's, let's, let's damp this down. Let's not glorify this evil guy. Well, what has happened? What that was, in my estimation from the beginning, was covering up something more sinister that was likely going on with Wortman and the RCMP. And my sources kept telling me that, 
that this is what's going on and this is what they're trying to suppress and hide. And we're getting closer and closer now. Two years after, you know, I've been called for two years, I've been called a conspiracy theorist. And we, this hasn't gone away. It's getting more closer and closer to that story, which is exceptionally damaging to the not only the RCMP, but the government, which has allowed the RCMP to fall in this, into this great state of disrepair. So they're all sort of clustered around trying to protect each other now. And your deductive reasoning tells you that Wartman was an undercover agent. You said this on this program, an undercover agent for the RCMP. I stand by that. I am absolutely convinced that he was working on, uh, uh, as part of three different operations that were run by the RCMP in New Brunswick, and it, that ran into Nova Scotia, all targeting the Hells Angels and Hells Angels nomads. Um, and I'm getting sourcing on that, and we'll be reporting on that in the next little while. Me and the citizen investigators who work with me are putting this story together bit by bit. And it flies in the face of the official narrative. And the official narrative is this is a domestic violence case that's gone bad. Uh, none of that makes sense because none of the domestic violence explains the failures of the RCMP before, during, and after this event. And so the cover-up, looking at Brenda Lucky, I mean, Brenda Lucky is not respected within the force as a leader, not because she's a woman, because she's just never had a lot of operational experience. She's been an administrator, not an operational cop. And so the, the police are not happy with her, but they're tr you know, the politicians are. Trudeau appointed her. She, she said she would, tell, she would do what Trudeau wanted her to do, and that's what she's doing. So we're seeing the, the fallout from all of this now. There are different issues that come at this uh, from different compass points. One that's inescapable, and we spoke last weekend with you and uh, Scott McLeod, whose brother Sean was one of the victims. Uh, the, the, the victims' families are losing confidence and losing trust in the inquiry, and they have for several weeks now been saying that they may, st may stop cooperating with the inquiry. So what are the families, um, I mean, what, what's disturbing them most, that there's no, no cross-examination taking place? What, what's really disturbing the victims' families? Well, it's a lack of transparency, the, basically the hide-the-pee attitude of the Mass Casualty Commission, not dealing with Wertman's criminality, not dealing with, you know, Lisa Banfield, Wertman's common-law wife, for two years was essentially hidden, and then they, they put her on the stand yesterday, but not before doing three days of run-up with a, a hokey film about outlining what she said she did and then allowing her to talk, not really testify, to just talk, uh, answer a few lame questions, and uh, not be cross-examined by the families. She was supposedly the last person to see Wortman and was there when this began, and she could not give a, a cohesive story even after three days of what went on the last couple of days. Uh, she does not give a cohesive and logical story about what happened. You couldn't tell that by watching or reading the, the mainstream media and some of the alternative media who are, are going wild about her being a victim of domestic violence. But there's so many inconsistencies in her story. It needs to be cross-examined. And the families are upset, and for good reason, that, you know, why is this going on? Why has she been treated a victim from day one when it's quite clear she knows things that we, the public, should, be, should know and the commission should know? If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. 
And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.